Good evening and welcome to Speak Life Global Ministries. I'm Pastor Jimmy Honeycutt coming to you. Running a little bit late tonight. I had another church that had an issue that I had to work on. and We wanted to come to you tonight and give you a word what the Lord has to say. Seems, seems like it's been one of those days today that things are just not what you want them to be. But you know what? I'm so thankful in the midst of every situation, in the midst of all trials and troubles, and and we can we can have faith. We can have faith to know that God is with us. He won't never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And so tonight, if you would have, have your Bibles, let's go to the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. It is filled with Many, many things that God has for us. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that he loves us, he cares for us, and uh, it's it's a good day. When we can be in his presence and we can feel and know that he loves us. In Romans 8 and 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, for the law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in the in its, that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnal-minded is death, but to be spiritual-minded is life and peace. I don't know. It was just something in my spirit. and So I just want to just take a little bit of time here. I'm not going to rush, the thing, rush it, but I just want you to think about this. For to be carnal-minded is death. To be carnal-minded. What is carnality? Carnality is an opposite of spirituality. Carnal is man. Spiritual is, is, is spirit. And so when we allow the carnality of man to uh, begin to get into our life and, you know, what happens is it's kind of like this. An example is you can take a, an apple or an orange or just a potato and we're going to use carnality as a spot on that, to, on that potato. And what happens is that if it's left undone, then that whole potato will begin to rot. Well, not only does it begin to rot, then it begins to transfer to other ones. And then before you know it, the whole bag will be ruined. And so that's carnality. Just a little bit of it will ruin it. But when the spirituality of it comes in play, and I want to take it like this, uh, even though that we do, excuse me, that we also have carnality, but the spiritual man comes in and it cuts everything off from us that is not meant to uh, cause us grief and all that. So what it does, it's like taking that potato and cutting that bad piece out and allowing that potato to be used. And what it does is it doesn't contaminate the rest of it. So when we live in carnality, if we're not careful, we are contaminating everything else. And that's not what God wants. He said, for they that are at, after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. And so to be carnal minded is dead, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. That's a promise that we can go to the father with. And that's a promise that we can have that he said it, that 
it's just so exciting to know how much God loves us and how much he cares for us and what's all involved and how he, how he loves us and what he wants to do for us and to be encouraged in him and to know that it is not what we think in life that is so important. It's what God wants us to be because uh, it, the Bible says in verse eight and seven and in chapter eight, verse seven it says, be the carnal mind's enmity against God for it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Let me read that again in verse, in Romans eight and eight. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Ooh, that's deep. That's saying that uh, if my mind is not in his mind and my desires is not in his desires and I want the things of the world and I, and I act in the things of the world, I can no longer, I can't please God. It's impossible for me to please God. Why? I mentioned this not too long ago in a different service. The Bible teaches us that bitter and sweet can't flow out of the same fountain. You can't serve God and mammon. You're either going to cling to one and love the other and despise the one and hate the other. You cannot do, you cannot. It's impossible. You can't go in there and get salt and put it in your in your, in your your tea and make it sweet. And you can't go put sugar in your eggs to make them salty. So what happens is we have to realize we have to come to a place in our life that we understand that God wants us to be manifested in him. He wants us to be uh, faithful to him. He wants us to serve him. And we get the better benefit of it because I'm here to tell you by being obedient to the things of God and being in that place in him that we are getting the best of it because he's going to bless us. He said, I'll bless you coming in. I'll bless you going out. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. We have a promise in God. If we would stick to it, hold fast, allow the things of God to manifest into us. But it says in verse nine, but you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Ooh, we're none of his if we don't have the presence of Christ, if we don't have the spirit of Christ in us, we're not his. He said, we've been bought with a price. Uh, and so we realize tonight, church, that it is not a difficult thing to serve God. I, it's a difficult thing. Listen to me. It's a difficult thing when you're trying to teeter-totter on the line. In one moment, you want to be on the spiritual side. The next moment, you want to be on the fleshly side. You, you, you know, it doesn't work. So you have to come to a place that you're rooted and grounded in the things of God. You being the call out on the things of God. You being the ask for the things of God. And when you, excuse me, and when you do these things, he said, I won't leave you. I'll never forsake you. We have to cling to the old rugged cross. We have to take into effect and realize that what he has for us, and in verse 10, it says, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Not our righteousness, our righteousness is filthy dogs, filthy regs, I'm sorry, but his righteousness is righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwell in you. And so we have that promise. We have that, we have that uh, promissory note, so to speak, that we can take it to the bank, that we know that if we're living according to the word of God, we're striving with everything within us, 
we're, we're crucifying the flesh. We're mortifying, therefore, the members upon this earth. If we're doing all of that and we are truly have a heart fixed to hear God and to do for God and to love our brother and love our sisters and love our neighbors and take care of the, the ones that we're supposed to take care of and honor God, we're blessed. I mean, we are totally 100% blessed, and there's not a better place to be in the presence of God than being blessed. Being in his uh, place in, in uh, how do I want to put this? Being to a place in him that we don't have to question anything. Faith in God just says this, no matter what, he will do it. No matter how, he will do it. No matter when, he will do it. We get caught up on the how, the when, and the where, and all he's saying is trust. We have to get back to that mortifying. We have to get back to that uh, uh, that scripture that teaches us uh, in in verse 17 of that Romans 8. It said, and if children and heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also that we may be also glorified together. It is something to, to reckon that we can come into his presence and glory and give him praise and give him honor. We need to realize that praise is something that we do from, our, from us, from the inner man. Praising him, giving him thanks, giving him supplication, giving him honor, giving him, giving him his alms before him. And we have to we have to use that in a day-to-day walk. Yeah, there's going to be days that things just don't go the way you think they should go. There's going to be situations that arise that you don't understand. Big deal. We have them. It's called life. That's why we speak life. We speak. We try to speak into you the things of God, the promises, the 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 uh, the life portion of it. Because there's so much death that we have to deal with in life. There's so much negative. There's so much loss. But I'm here to tell you that if we begin to call upon him and we begin to listen to him and we begin to focus upon what he wants from us and what he what he expects from us, we would sometimes uh, be a lot better off. But we have to trust him. We have to we have to call upon him. We have to listen to him. We have to. We have to allow him to worship with us. And how does he worship with us? Through our worship and through our praise, he worships. And when we do that, then we have that promise that he said that I'll bless you coming in, I'll bless you going out. We get so caught up in issues of things that we can't take care of. In church, all we have to do is begin to pray and begin to seek God, begin to manifest his righteousness and all of that. And when we do all of that, it would be wise to just sometimes just stop and say, Father, I want to give you praise. I'm not asking for anything. I'm not expecting anything in return. I just want to lift up your name. I want to give you praise. I want to thank you for everything you've done. I want to thank you for all that you're doing. And I just want to worship you. And I want to thank you that you've given me an opportunity to call you Lord. And when we do these things, you know, it's not what we get out of it. It's what we give into it. I want to give him praise. I want to give him honor. I want to give him worship. And that is something that we have to do. How do we do it? Just simply slowing down enough to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Use me. 
use me, use me. And whatever I may be used in, excuse me, that's what I want to be used in. And so tonight, like I said, uh, the road's been bad. I couldn't get to the house of the Lord. So we uh, decided to go ahead and go live. And, you know, we don't want to ever miss a, an opportunity to be in the presence of God. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together in his name, he'd be in the midst. And, you know, when you're uh, sitting in front of a camera, uh, you, you're in, you're in, your borders are enlarged because you're going to the world. And I just pray that somebody will take what has been given tonight. They will take it to their heart. They will apply it. They will they will grow because that's what we're all about, growing in the things of God. And I'm just so thankful that on a Wednesday night with the temperatures in the 20s and the roads all iced up, that I can sit here and come to you and to tell you the good news about Jesus, that he loves you and that he cares for you. And he wants the best for you. And we have some some news to to uh, to give you tonight. Uh, if you are on iHeartRadio, if you're on uh, Amazon Music, uh, and some different ones, and we've got also got Google and iTunes coming. Uh, we now have a Speak Life podcast that we are doing. Spreading the good news of Jesus. Go out and check it out. We try to leave something there. I don't know exactly how, how I'm going to handle that, but we want to spread the good news of Jesus to give you every opportunity to hear about what God can do for you when you will let him do it. He won't force himself upon you. He only wants a willing servant, and he will come in, and he will take up his abode. If you knock, and when, he, when he knocks, if you'll open up the door, he'll come in. May the Lord richly bless you. May you be safe. May your prayers uh, reach the heavens and your answer be sent and your mind have peace because he loves you. Good night.